Welcome back to the Manly Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Merriman. To the right of me, the lovely, the uh, the laughing Sally DeFries. What's up, Sal? I'm sorry. I Every time we come in here and we record, and I know that I'm being filmed, I like try to think about what I look like on camera. Mm-hmm. And I think that I'm doing myself a disservice by sitting back. <laughs> okay. Because it's giving me a double chin. So... Mm. I decided if I sit up and put my shoulders back, now Randy's like, you already adjusted the mic and the camera. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping this leads to less of a double chin. Randy, thoughts? He's giving a thumbs up. Double thumbs up. Um, What are the rules, like the celebrity picture rules, like the tongue on your top, the top of your mouth, right? The like pressing up against your teeth, that'll get rid of a double chin. Really? Yeah. Excuse me, Ray? It's called mewing. Mewing? Yes, it's supposed to strengthen the jaw. We learned that on retail therapy. Go check it out on Sunday Scary's feet. Oh, nice. I've never known that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's there's like a bunch of rules for how to make your pictures look better. Well, there was a thing like probably 10 or 15 years ago where like all the stars would hunch over to make their collarbones look good. Because mm. collarbones used to be an, well, almost an accessory, right? But then like you just looked like a hunchback. So I think it's better to actually like you go up, back, down with your shoulders. Mm. Here we are. Right. Trying to stick your chest out. It's hard to talk with your tongue on the... Well, it's hard to talk. It's more for like a photo. <laughs> like a uh, a step and repeat kind of photo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I haven't done one of those in a minute. Might have to get a, a wash media step and repeat. For what? I don't know. An event. Keep an eye out on that front. Anyway, we are the Mail-In Podcast. We answer your questions. Um, oh, one thing we wanted to do before we get into questions. Randy has a weekend coming up. This is part of our, our banter. This is, this is like a I, – I think this is a good – somebody would write in for the Mail-In with this. So give us your okay. scenario, Randy. So let me let me lay it out real quick, and then Randy can respond. So Randy has a bachelor party this weekend. The bachelor party is in his hometown of Austin, Texas. Randy is taking two days off of work to attend said bachelor party, which I love. Randy, yeah, I don't I don't see what the problem with this is. It's I mean, if I was traveling to a different city, everyone's coming in like Thursday morning thursday afternoon i would still be taking off to just go travel mm-hmm. instead i'm taking it off to go pick them all up from the airport and start hanging out with them which is i love the move i've just i've never i've never heard it i or i you know what i guess the problem is i've never lived in a place that has bachelor parties at it i'd probably do the same thing yeah what are you guys doing uh going to perry's tomorrow for pork chop friday Oh, no, uh, you're doing Thursday. Pork chop okay. Thursday. Uh, they have an Airbnb kind of off of E6, so we'll probably just end up at E6 that night. You're then. staying at your apartment, though. I am staying at my okay. apartment. Okay. But I, I have, since I'm not paying for the Airbnb, because I'm not going to be staying for the and paying for the bed, but I will pay for all the food and alcohol at the Airbnb. Yeah. Because I'll probably be hanging out. Because you'll uh, be there. Because you're a stand-up guy. I like that, Randy. I, so what is, is it just Perry's? What else do you do? Uh, going, I think we're going to do Butler Pitch and Putt Friday during the day. Nice. Go get t- Terry Black's walk over there after that. Wow, you're going Perry's Thursday night, Terry Black's Friday afternoon. Heavy meat. And Holy meat. Yeah. There were, well, that's a bunch of, bunch of good Indiana boys. Oh, corn fed. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> then we were talking about maybe doing Matt's Friday night, but I might try to pivot that to Saturday night. 
Okay. Yeah, Maybe we'll keep Friday night a little a little lighter. Yeah. So everything it will pretty much just be drinking at the Airbnb. There's like a well, there were three TVs so that we can watch March Madness, but uh, a bunch of Purdue boys, so we're not going to be really watching. Uh, yeah, you're uh, not going to be really. <laughs> yeah, they did the thing, right? Yeah, yeah, they did. Which, like I said, it's better that they did it then than in the middle of the bachelor party. Of the party. bachelor party. Yeah, yeah. that would have been. Uh, we've had plenty of spring breaks ruined by Purdue's uh, Purdue in March. So that's. Tough. I like this move. I think I've actually attended several bachelorette parties in Austin, mm-hmm. and some of them. I, I think you can kind of tailor it to how you are. If it's like your best friend, you can like go the full throttle like you were mm-hmm. going to be in a different city. If it's someone you're like not as close to. Like you're in the bachelor party but not the wedding kind of yeah. close. Yeah. I think you can be like, oh, I could only get PTO Friday, so I'll be working yeah. Thursday. I'll meet y'all out. Then yeah. you don't have to like do the Thursday activities. So you can kind of tailor it to how you want. Mm-hmm. The one thing that Randy's doing that I like He's putting his foot down and being like, I'm sleeping in my own bed. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because I have, unfortunately, all, well, of the three bachelorette parties I've attended in Austin, mm-hmm. two of them, I paid to sleep somewhere and it was on an air mattress. Oh, my gosh. And I was furious. Because I'm like, I'm, why am I pay, paying to stay here? I'm like, it's the camaraderie of the house. I'm like, I could have left at 11 in an Uber. No one would have had a fucking clue. Right. See in the morning. And slept in my own bed. <laughs> And yes. then come back for breakfast. Oh gosh, yeah. No, I would. I would same. I would do the same move as Randy. Uh, but mostly just because I'm old, and I mean, at the time, mm-hmm. even then, I was like, I want to be in my own bed. Mm-hmm. I did that. I too. Usually on a bachelor bachelorette party, especially in an Airbnb situation or a hotel, you're sharing a bed with somebody. Yeah, which is not something no, no. I like to do. Ideally except for not. with Will. Yeah, but um, you know, like I mean, we also sleep in a king bed. Like I have plenty of room. space. Yes. Sharing a queen bed with somebody, you're like all night, even if it's like one of your girlfriends, you're just like, I'm I'm so worried I'm going to like roll over and touch them. It's a little tight. Or like wake them up or I'm breathing too loud or whatever. So I I just have like sleep anxiety and I just, that's all I think about. (laughs) I have sleep anxiety about waking the other person up. I get that. That's why I was bad at shacking when I was like younger. Oh, because I would be like, I okay, like, what if I touch them in the middle of the night? Like, what if I'm snoring? What if, like, I have bad breath? Like, it was too much. I was like, you know what? It's better if I just go home. <laughs> the guy, the guy, or you like, should go home. <laughs> don't be in my bed. Yeah, the guy's like, damn, she, she kind of she hates me. And you're like, yeah. nope, just sleep anxiety. Like, I don't want you near me. And then there's always like the next morning, like, should we be spooning or are Ooh, we like, yeah, yeah, yeah. or do they not like me? So I'm gonna like hover in the corner of my bed yeah and you're kind of like a quick exit I'm, i was never much of a shagger but when i was it was i was up at like 5 15 in the morning and just like eyes wide open wide awake i'm like when am i, I, I gotta have you here. ever um had someone pee in your bed nope uh have you have you uh, i guess i did yeah i did so, uh, oh. i think junior year of college ah uh, maybe it was sophomore year sophomore year junior year after acl mm-hmm. we had friends staying in town with us one of my roommate's friends from her hometown and one of the guy one of her guy friends and i had a little little thing acl fling nice uh, yeah. and uh he peed the bed and i like pretty much never talked to him again after that. oh no did he uh did he make up for it did he no he like pay? Pay, he basically like totally denied it we were all like uh but he blamed it on you no, he just was like, I don't think I did that. We're like, mm. 
I have. You I have woke proof. up in a puddle. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh my god. I have. Uh, I have spilled like a, a full glass of red wine on a on a couch uh, at like a, a new flings place before. That's that's been a fun one. I spilled an entire beer over a flings computer. Oh my goodness. And. Somehow got out of paying for it. I don't know wow. how I finagled that. Look out for Sally and I on the dating trail, man. We are just, we're out to ruin lives. Better that I'm married. Uh, yeah. After that, I wasn't allowed to bring beers into bed anymore while we were watching TV on his laptop. Oh, boy. Yeah. Not good. <laughs> he couldn't do schoolwork for like two weeks. <laughs> oh, no. Well, now we're going to try to give you advice on stuff. Because that's what we do here at the Malin Podcast. Because we're not sloppy. Because we're not sloppy. We, 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 we were sloppy. We were, and now we have the experience. To not be sloppy. To impart to you so that you're not sloppy. No glasses of red wine on white couches. Uh-uh. No longer my thing. Uh, please tell a friend about the pod. Send some clips. Subscribe to iTunes and follow on Spotify. Hit the hotline number 888-362-MAIL. That is 888-362-6245 or... Write in it at the link in the Twitter bio at Mail-In Podcast. Hit up the store and hit up the YouTube to see our faces in lovely, lovely 4K HD. All the, all the. I just want to say that my hair does not look good right now. Okay. Because I'm getting my hair cut literally after we record. No way. So I wasn't like going to put forth the effort of like making mm. it look good or even washing it because I'm about to go get it done. Well, I can't wait to so see. So apologies to everyone who's watching on YouTube or when you see this clip and you're like, "Whoa, Sally gave up." <laughs> anything, about, anything about my hair that you anything no your hair looks great i just i think my hair does no. not today it's quite frizzy a little short shorter or anything oh did you get a haircut oh yeah <laughs> i famously don't notice when people get haircuts <laughs> will gets I, one like every three weeks and I, I never say anything it has the office rattled they i, I come in they're like you look you look so much younger like uh, where's your little flippies in the back don't you're, even i didn't even yeah. notice okay well Sorry. You can do the question if you want. You look great. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Are we st- are we starting? <laughs> yeah. Okay, hold on. Okay. Brett and Sally, I have three friends, girlfriends, coming in town to visit me in, in my new city next month. Two people will sleep be sleeping on my queen bed, one on an air mattress, and one on the big couch. Should I offer to take the couch as the host? My boyfriend will be out of town. Also, do you have any general hosting tips for friends staying with you? Uh, No. You don't need to take the couch to your apartment. Oh, but I do think you need to you need to sleep with somebody. Well, yeah, in yeah. your bed. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you don't you're not reco- you sleep in your bed. Right? Like I so I'll say that I have I have two paths here. For whatever reason, this is like the chivalry kind of thing. If it's a say it's a you have one bed and a big couch like I do. And you have a couple coming into town. I will give the couple my bed, and I will go on the couch. Sure. Um, but four guys or whatever, I'm staying in my bed. You can hop in with me, but I'm, right, I'm right, right. Bed. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this question actually reminded me of several situations I had when we were visiting my girlfriend Kelly. Shouts to Kelly. Big shouts to Kelly. Um, Kelly's an, an amazing host, and she hosted us when she lived in Fort Worth, and we like went to it. TCU game. It was like right after college. And then she hosted us when she lived in New York. Yeah. She hosted us when she lived in Chicago. She's been all wow, over. She's host she's extraordinaire. Yeah, exactly. And Kelly is one of those people that you like walk into her house or apartment and you're like, 
this looks like we're in a Nora Ephron movie. Like HGTV. Like everything, it just like looks like perfectly lived in. It's like mm. nice. You're like, she put forth the effort. It's cozy but contemporary at right. the same time. Yeah. Uh, something Kelly does that like, she's an amazing host. Mm-hmm. She's like known for it within our friend group. I don't think you need to go this far, but like some little nice touches Kelly does. So uh, we, the last time we went and visited her, was right before they left Chicago, her and her um, husband. And her husband, we all went and stayed with her, and her husband was either out of town that weekend. I think he was out of town. I think he was in Green Bay for, like, a Packers game. And we were all in Chicago. It was, like, one of the weekends before Christmas, and we did, like, a bunch of christmas shit. And there were, like, eight of us. So four girls stayed in a hotel room across the street. Okay. And then four of us stayed in her apartment with her. She slept in her bed with one of my friends. Mm-hmm. One f- friend slept on the couch. I slept on an air mattress. Yeah. Kelly is so cute. Okay, a couple things you can do to, like, just be a good host. First of all, like, have, obviously, goes without saying, a clean living space. Have to clean. Got to clean. You got to tidy. Like, you got it. Mm-hmm. Even if you're shoving stuff into, like, cabinets no one's going to see. But, like, don't have, you know, a mess, especially if you live with a guy. <sighs> Sorry. Like, you know, shaving yeah, stuff. You know, clean stuff. your bathroom. Number gotta one. A, gotta have a clean bathroom. Uh, have new or like lightly used bath products, etc. Don't be like people are having to squeeze the last of the dove out, mm, you know, while they're yep, showering. Yep, yep. But like clean towels. What Kelly would do, and I think this is a great idea, especially if you know where everyone's going to sleep, is like on the bed or on their air mattress or couch, have like a clean towel. Uh, washcloth, uh, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever their little like toiletries are going to be for the weekend, for so that person. they know what their stuff is. And then, of course, Kelly like goes above and beyond and like a gets a little yeah. like L decor. Oh, jeez. So you like re- have a little magazine to read. I think uh, when we went to Chicago, she got us all like little silk eye masks. Wow. That we wore. I, yeah. We, we know what we need to interview Kelly on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, and then, so that is like always like a really nice touch. Is just like you walk in, the air mattress is made for you. You've got a towel. On there, ready to go, so you don't have to like go searching for it when you want to shower. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then have like, you don't have to have a stocked fridge, but just have yeah some things. Usually, a good amount I would say is drinks. So mm-hmm. like, some beers or you know champagne for mimosas in the morning, whatever people like to drink. You don't have to like fully blow it out like it's a bachelorette party. Just have a couple things, some sparkling waters, some whatever, and then have stuff for breakfast. Because likely if they're coming in town, you're probably going to go out to lunch. You're probably going to go out to dinner. Right. But you're probably going to hang out and have breakfast there. So like have some eggs, stuff for like maybe some bagels, whatever. Mm-hmm. This is uh, an important thing for me when I have people over because I'm not I, – I fast in the morning. So yeah. I never eat breakfast at home. So right. when I when I when people come over to stay over or I host or whatever, I – I have I have to go out and like buy buy breakfast food. Breakfast that you don't normally have. I don't drink coffee either. I borderline like I need a coffee maker because people are like, "Hey, do you have anything? Yeah, to for coffee." I'm like, no, but I should. I did. I did why I should. Think about what you would want if you were staying somewhere, and mm-hmm. if you are one of the people who doesn't drink coffee or doesn't have breakfast in the morning, think about like what a general person would want. Right. You know. Yep. The another thing I'll say is. I like if I'm hosting people, I like to be the first person up and kind yeah. of set the tone as far as you know, like the get the morning going kind of thing. Like some people are are nine o'clock people, some people are seven o'clock people. If I know kind of what we're working with, I try to be the first person up and sort of like 
kind of making noise, kind of you know, like kind of saying we're gonna get up at this time. Like I'm I'm setting the schedule, and we can go from there. And people can sleep in, but you don't want to be have people be waiting on you. Correct. The one hosting. Yeah, that's a that's a good way to put. It. I think it's a good rule of thumb too, that if you are meeting a significant other's parents Ooh. or staying with a significant other's family. Uh, it's always a good idea to not be the one sleeping in. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Maybe that's old fashioned of me, but and it, probably Will's mom is listening to this right now. I was like, you slept till 10 last time you were there. <laughs> uh, now. Yeah, but you gave her gra- a, a grandkid, so you're good. Yeah. yeah you're, you're now grand- we're comfortable. Yeah. We're married, whatever. But like, especially in the beginning, it's like, come with a gift. Mm, yes. You know, like bottle a, of wine. a bottle of wine, a blanket, whatever. And be up. Somewhat early. You don't mm-hmm. have to be the first person up, but don't be getting up at 11. You got to mm-hmm. look like, you know, oh, yeah. if you're staying there for the holidays, and I know we're a long way off in March, but like come Thanksgiving, if you're staying at someone's house, be up at nine, you know, offering to help. Yep. Yeah. I did that recently. I, I messed up with, we went, we went out the night before and uh-huh. didn't set an alarm because I was like, oh, I, I usually wake up between eight and eight 30 on a weekend anyway. Like no problem to roll over 10, 10, 19. And you're like, like oh my God. Because uh, then the other thing that you run the risk of is like you walk downstairs, the whole family is awake. Like and ready, like, like rearing to you go. You have like a bedhead and you're like, yeah. I'm hungover. Everybody's like already dressed, ready. Uh, yeah. It was, it was. Sorry, that good. took a turn from the hosting, but that's just it a did. general life tip. Any other general hosting tips? But 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 just answering this question quickly, uh, don't you don't have to take the couch. Maybe if a couple's in town, that's a little different thing. So you just make sure you're sleeping with somebody. Yeah, in your bed. you're make, not putting, like my bedroom, it. my space. Get out of yeah. there. Like invite someone to share it with you. Yep. Yeah. All right, great. I don't have a good transition for butcher box. So well, you could stock your freezer with meat and then grill at your place. You could, you could, and if you want to do that. Boy, do I have a service for you. Butcher Box, because premium meals don't have to come at a premium price, Sally. Butcher Box provides you with the best meat and seafood on the planet. So you can whip up quality meals on your budget. I'm a quality guy. I'm a price guy. When I'm at the deli, when I'm at the store, you name it, I'm looking for quality at the right price. I'm willing to pay a little bit more for good quality, but I don't want to go overboard, Sally. I don't want to. I don't. I don't need a five wagyu from from Japan. I'm good with just a nice New York strip. Good to go. And ButcherBox does that. I've been cooking at home more as well, and ButcherBox has been the catalyst behind that. Saying, okay, well, if I have this meat in the freezer, I have this shrimp in the freezer, I have these scallops in the freezer, lobster, chicken, pork, you name it. ButcherBox has sort of inspired me to explore that side of that culinary side of myself that may have been lacking in uh, in early adulthood. I'll put it that way. What kind, what's your favorite kind of meat right now, Sally? I mean, I'm really into just like a fillet currently, like mm. a nice at-home steak. Nice at-home. Maybe Randy will do that uh, on Thursday. Yeah. Who knows? Am I invited, Randy? Probably not. Probably not. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, Pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, and again, humanely raised, no antibiotics or added hormones, delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping always, and curated to customized box plans. So you can choose one of theirs, and they, they load you up with the right stuff, or you can totally customize your box, you name it. So here's the deal. Get free chicken nuggets for a year. 
I have been seeing this deal on Instagram, knowing that they're one of our sponsors. And I'm like, that's a screaming deal. Because your girl loves chicken nuggets. That, let me make this clear, And they're folks. good ones. They're not like shitty, like frozen store-bought. I mean, they're like quality chicken. They're so good. We are going free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% and ten off your first box. Just to throw in a little, hey, how, how's, how's your mother on top of that? Free chicken nuggets for a year plus... 10% off your first botch when you Hot sign tip, up today. make the chicken nuggets in the air fryer. Have done it. They are delicious. Bada bang, bada boom. That's why you're my co-host, Sally. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free chicken nuggets in every order for a year. When you sign up at butcherbotch.com slash mail-in and use code mail-in, claim this deal at butcherbotch.com slash mail-in and use code mail-in. It's a screaming deal. Yeah. Holy cow. Uh, I did a strip club debate for you, Sally. Here we go. Here we go. The strip club debate of 2023. My husband of three months started a new job last year during his team's annual holiday party this January. Excuse me. His boss got the entire team hotel rooms and no spouses were allowed to go. His boss didn't know, but I was in the car when his boss said this to him on the phone. They all went out partying for the evening. Eventually, all but three team members went to the strip club and my husband went back to the hotel with the other two to drink at the hotel bar. I was so grateful because since we have been together, I've always shared with him that I'm not comfortable with strippers and strip clubs. It's a major boundary for me. Uh, and in the beginning, he's always said he agreed and said he thinks they're dumb and hasn't been outside uh, of, hasn't been to a strip club outside of bachelor parties since his early 20s. He's 39 now. My husband has shared uh, that all the women of his company are comfortable with it. Some even go with their husbands. So why am I not okay? I think we both know eventually he's going to get pressured into going with his team. I believe that this is entirely unprofessional and an HR nightmare. And that when you're married, there is no circumstance where it is appropriate for another person to be naked, dancing, flirting, and touching you. Yes, our society says it's fine because these establishments exist and the women have no interest except for money. But it's not the women, it's the men needing and wanting this attention and sexual tension from someone else. I know he has done nothing wrong and has respected me to this point, but he is really questioning it with all the influence from his work. Am I really wrong in asking him to respect our relationship in this way? Todd, we're, we're making a lot of inferences here. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah. if this is this girl's boundary in her relationship, then he needs to respect that. Yeah. And if I set a boundary in my relationship and my partner does not or crosses that boundary, mm -hmm. we are going to run into problems. Uh, I personally wouldn't care. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm a cool girl. I don't care. I, <laughs> I have been to strip clubs myself. Uh, I know Will has been to them. I don't know when the last time he went to a strip club was honestly uh and i like if he goes on a bachelor party i'm gonna be like okay like don't get a lap dance please in a private room mm -hmm. that's uh, probably a, a pretty good uh, i think that's a good boundary but if yeah. you're going with your boys like on a bachelor party i'm gonna be like do do you mm -hmm. don't cheat on me with the stripper but like yeah you know whatever do you like i went to the freaking magic mike show in vegas mm -hmm. the guy like thrusting in my face like i you know i mean i think 
stripper culture is really interesting because I think um, people have really strong opinions about it one way or the other. Some people are like, it's completely harmless. Don't think anything of it. But it kind of goes back to me of like, you have to create your own boundary. You have to decide what you're comfortable with. Like strippers, porn, following like models on Instagram, like all of those things. Like I trust my partner. I don't think that Will's ever going to be like DMing someone or Mm -hmm. going to a back room with a stripper. So I, I don't really care. Also, I know, I mean, I don't think I, Will has like been to a strip club since we've been married. Mm -hmm. Maybe he has, I don't know. Uh, So for me, that's not a problem. I think the bigger red flag for me is the workplace. Like, yeah, we're going multiple times, and I I pared this question down to be frank. And like, there was there's another instance of the boss taking everybody to a strip club again. I, it's funny that I mean I I know that in 2023 we're like very PC and you know but I I think that this can become pretty problematic in a workplace. I. I think that's yeah. for me the bigger thing. And I know that I work a very probably traditional medical job. Like, I mean, no one, no one in our company is like, okay, just slang, like just slang some uh anesthetics. Let's go uh hit the strip. Just <laughs> go hit the titter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I I can see why this is like more of a thing in like a sales job or something like that where like the team mm-hmm. camaraderie matters. But I think that there are better ways of going about this. And the way that I read the question is more like the boss is taking the guys, like what are the women in the company doing? Like that's creating like a kind of weird scenario for me. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, I think as a wife, I would have a bigger problem with that. I like if everyone at wash decided to go to a strip club and like leave intern Callie and like me at home, I'd be like, this is kind of awkward yeah, like and absolutely. pretty inappropriate. Yeah. I I totally agree with you on this where it's like if this is a boundary that you have set forth in your marriage then I like I'm not going to care enough about going to a strip club to to break that boundary. I think that's right. crazy. Now, I also agree with you that like I I'm not a strip club guy. If my yeah. significant other wants to go to a strip club, I'm just gonna, yeah, go for it. I think she might have a little bit of a uh a movie view of a strip club where it's like everybody who walks in gets, you know, a a naked lap dance in a private room like that doesn't it doesn't happen like that yeah unless you really wanted to yeah and you can kind of wave people off and just say no no i'm here to to support my buddy greg yeah who's going through it yeah like you know there's there's different tiers of strip club participation it sounds like husband is not a strip club guy correct and he's like he's basically saying well i can't keep saying no because camaraderie with the team if seven guys in my company are going with my boss and I'm the only guy who's not going, I feel weird about that. Right. And so maybe that's that's the discussion we have to have here is like, well, if it's about job and camaraderie and then you're going to get made fun of for not going and like that's a, a workplace issue. That's not – we're not right. saying that's okay. But that's kind of the root here that I think they're trying to get to where he's like, hey, listen, I'm not a strip club guy. I'm not going to touch anybody. I'm not going to look – you know, I'm not, I'm I'm going for the wings. I'm gonna sit at the bar. Yeah. But like, if by not going, he's he's lowering himself on that social totem pole, then it's a problem. Well, it's a problem because it's a problematic workplace. <laughs> right. I don't mean it's a problem. Right. Right. That, no, yeah, I know right, that's what you're yeah. saying. Uh, anybody who's struggling with this in their relationship, and 
you said it perfectly. Like you're not a strip club guy. I think knowing my like guy friends, knowing Will, knowing his friends, there are like there are the strip club guys. There's like the two guys who always go on a bachelor party, like mm-hmm. sometimes by themselves, and then there are the guys yeah. who just like are like I eh, like I'll go if everyone else is going. Like right, I'm not gonna stay at home. Yeah, if there's like if, if we're all going. going for so and so's bachelor party, like I'm not gonna like not go. Mm-hmm. But then they're like the two guys who are always leading the charge, you know? Yeah. And I, thankfully, Will is not that person. I think I would have a problem with it if he was that person. Like that to me is like, why do you need to be the strip club guy? But that being said, if I had said like, I am not comfortable with that. I don't want you going. I would hope he would respect that mm-hmm. and respect me. Um, I think every person relationship is different. I think. It is important for your spouse to respect that boundary. I think the bigger issue here that they need to dive into is like, what's up with the workplace? So this is like such a thing. Agreed. And and she mentions just one thing. She says, it's not for the women. It's for the men needing and wanting this sexual attention and tension. It's like maybe there's that one guy who wants it, but yeah. that's a generalization that does not exist for every right. guy. Like and that I, is being – myself not being a strip club guy does that doesn't get me going right yeah. and that's so your husband can very much fall into that category of that does not get me going i'm more his struggle is the the social right workplace aspect here He's right like, well if i keep not going i'm i'm lowering myself on the totem pole socially at work which is a problem don't get me wrong but that's like he's not in it for the the tna if yeah. you will so I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I agree with you that boundaries are important, and if this is a, a total no-go boundary, then gotta respect it, and we'll figure out the the workplace and situation. But I'm just, I'm also saying that the, he's not trying to go hook up with a stripper. Correct. Hey, Brett and Sally, long-time listener, but I'll get right to it. I started seeing this guy about two months ago. We immediately hit it off, and things have been going extremely well. We get along great and it seems to be going somewhere. The problem, he's getting a new puppy in a month and I am not a dog person. I was never around animals growing up and generally uncomfortable around them. He knows I don't like dogs, but keeps telling me I'll love his dog. I want to give it a shot, but I'm afraid I'm going to grow to resent this puppy for ruining my new relationship. Any trips for trying to become a dog person? Wow. Sorry. Or should I break it off before we become too attached? Thanks in advance. Keep up the good work. Um, okay. I admittedly am a dog person. So this is, this is kind of coming from a place of two dog people trying to explain dogs, which I get as a weird thing, but I don't think you can let the prospect of a puppy ruin like, like a relationship with a person. And I don't think I, I agree. And I don't think that you should put your own prejudice on to someone and like not allow them to get a dog correct especially when you don't live with them dogs are different than children if this if she was saying i started dating a guy i do not want children never do and he's super into it that's Mm -hmm. a whole different situation for me that's like a well you have very fundamental differences time to Cut cut your losses before it gets too far correct coming from a person who's an animal person i think it's a little bit easier to like be around animals mm-hmm. and make of it what you want. 
You know, like if you don't want to deal with the dog, don't deal with the dog. The dog can be put, you know, you know, outside. The dog can be in a separate room. Like you, there's, there's generally ways. The, to, all the responsibilities yeah. can fall on him. I mean, you can make right. that pretty clear. But like, I don't really feel comfortable around dogs. I'm gonna let you. This dog is your thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, not signing up to take it out in the morning. I'm not watching it while you're gone. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Like I don't want we're I don't want to go to patio bars with you and the dog. Like you I, can you can kind of set boundaries there if you're really not a dog person. But I don't think you can break up with somebody because they got a dog. Yeah. Unless I mean, unless you're really. I mean, you're like, absolutely welcome to do that. Right. I just don't I know just, that that's a good idea. Yeah. That being said, I also think people who are not super dog people or pet people in general, it's different when it's your pet or a pet that you're close to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think you can not be into dogs and like end up loving someone's dog, like your significant other's dog. Yeah. Case in point, one of my girlfriends, a cat person, has a cat. Started dating a guy. He has a dog and like never really thought she'd be into dogs and she loves his dog. Mm-hmm. But like probably, you know, and like would maybe get a dog with him, but like not super into petting other people's dogs, not into it. Yeah. That's fine. Totally. I think when it's when it's yours, especially, I mean, especially if you've never been an animal person, puppy's going to be a lot. Uh, but you, as the not owner, can be as active as you want. So you can cuddle the puppy and then you can be like, okay, cool. Not bringing it out in the middle of the night at 4 a.m. when it's whining. Not your, not your. Not thing. spending the night here when it's crying because it's in a crate. Mm-hmm. It's like being an ant. You're like, I'm going to be there for the fun parts, and then I don't have to deal with like disciplining the child or feeding it or dealing yeah, with it yeah, at yeah. all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, you you walk out the door. <laughs> not ya. yours. You don't have to pay for it. So be I a, think be a, be an ant is what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a, that's well done, Sally. But I think if you're to, if you have something good going with this guy, don't break it off because you're like, what if this dog ruins it? Correct. If he gets the dog and it does ruin it, then break it off. Yeah, but don't, but don't, don't preemptively, preemptively yeah. like be like, well, it's getting a dog, bye. Yeah. Because yep, like, unfortunately, this person's probably in the minority of people who don't like dogs, mm-hmm. aren't used to dogs, et cetera. And so they're going to, she's going to run into this in the future probably. I agree. I agree. Yeah, you can't. Just right. You're 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 and severely like, limiting. It's like your dating a dog. Pool. It's not like he's like. I'm I want getting. A, I want a snake. A snake. I'm getting a pet peacock. Peacock. Getting a potbelly pig. Like all of those things. You're like, uh, okay. Like, okay. But like a dog. A dog is like man's best friend. People are yeah. gonna have dogs. They're very domesticated animals. That like v- most hugely. people have a dog. Yeah. Not most people. I don't even know what the percentage is. I wonder what the actual percentage of dog owners is. Percentage of people that own dogs. But, but, but households owning dogs, 38.4%. Oh, okay. That was lower than I thought. But I would, I would assume that over 50% of people are like dog friendly. Yeah. If you don't own one like myself, I would fall into the... Not owning a dog yet, but but liking dog dogs. Randy, yeah, not a dog owner, dog fan. Oh, he does live with a dog. Okay, semi dog owner. He's a dog uncle. Dogs are tight. Dogs are great. Um, I mean, Rosie looks wakes up every morning at five a.m. like licking her crotch, giving mm-hmm. herself a bath, but like she's still pretty tight. You know, pretty tight. 
Heard there's a lot of problems at the uh, at the complex with with the goose, perhaps. Maybe feeding that goose. Uh, maybe my neighbor wrote this because she clearly hates Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> Although my neighbor is like 78. I don't know. Well, you know what you could do if you maybe if you break up with your boyfriend and because he's getting a dog potentially, and you just wanna you just wanna get away. Boy, do I have a language learning software for you, Sally. <laughs> wow. Okay. For most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. Four years of French, not a whole lot retained there, Sally. You're a Spanish girl, right? Si. Si. Oui, oui. Now, thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with your family, or if you just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. I want to go to Sweden, famously, for midsummer, and I want to learn Swedish in order to do it. And that's why I'm currently using Babbel. It's fun. It's easy. It's quick. It's on my time. And uh, I find myself learning new things every day. How about that? 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a language on the go. Uh, their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective, and you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Uh, plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. There's so many ways to learn Babbel. Uh, in addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. So start your new language learning uh, journey today with Babbel right now. Get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash mail. That's babbel.com slash M-A-I-L for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. This also today is brought to you by Liquid IV, Sally. Big fan of Liquid IV. Huge fan. Sally's in the OR. She talks about it every, every week. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have a lot of time to hydrate. So you need something that hydrates you twice as fast as water alone, and that's what Liquid IV does. Did I get that right? Did I get your your anecdote? That's true, yeah. I don't drink it in the OR because we, we're not a allowed to It's a sterile environment. Yeah. yeah, but outside of the OR, and then I go back in, yeah. Right. Liquid IV uh, in one, excuse me, one stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you twice as fast and more efficiently than water alone. It contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. It's made with premium ingredients, non-GMO, and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Liquid IV is also on a mission to change the world. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 36 million servings in 50-plus countries around the world. I'm a Liquid IV guy in the morning to rehydrate. I'm a Liquid IV guy after hockey to rehydrate. I am a Liquid IV uh, energy multiplier guy in the afternoon when I need a little pick-me-up. And I am a Liquid IV immune support uh, when I'm feeling maybe a cold coming on or maybe a particularly heavy allergy week. Liquid IV's got me covered in a million different ways. That's only four, but I'm sure there's a million if you really dig into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Favorite flavor? Currently Concord grape. Yeah. You're on the Concord grape train. I love it. I'm a pina colada guy myself. So if you're trying to get on the Liquid IV grind like we are, grab it in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code MAILIN at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code MAILIN at liquidiv.com. 
How about the next one, Sal? It's you. It's me. Oh, sorry. Uh, Hey, Brett and Sally. Sorry, this is a long question. Am I, in parentheses, 23-year-old male, am I the asshole for not going to my nephew's fifth birthday party? Oh, boy. Here we go. For reference, I work a, uh, a night shift as an ICU nurse, and I only had two days off to attend said party. I already missed the party, and it led to a huge argument between my sister and I, but I did send a gift to their house. My sister was not open to anything other than me attending the party she had planned, even though I offered several alternatives to fit both of our schedules. I live five hours away, and it's difficult uh, to see my entire family right now, but I feel like I've made the effort to see my nephew, who is my sister's son, while she does not. So... Am I the asshole for skipping the party to take care of my own shit and maintaining my night shift routine? And how do I have the conversation with my sister to salvage our relationship, but also let her know that her demands for me showing up are a bit ridiculous? Love you, Brett and Sally. P.S. Sally would love some advice for getting into slash through CRNA school. Uh, Hit me up in the DMs. I'll talk to you about CRNA school. Uh, No, you're not the asshole. Absolutely not. That's outrageous. If this was in the same town? Yeah. Then then we got to make something happen. Even then, I mean... It's a fifth birthday party. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, no offense. Like kids, I I have a kid and kids' mm-hmm. birthday parties are stupid. Like Fritz <laughs> is having a birthday party in a couple weeks. You're both invited. Am Shots. I going to get my panties in a lot if you don't come? No. Like mm-hmm. I I want some people to be there to celebrate. Sure. But like it's it's. Yeah. If Will doesn't show up, it's a problem. Well, yeah. I hope he comes. Uh Honestly, first of all, it's five hours away. So you're not going a 10-hour round trip to go to a, a fifth birthday party. Correct. That's like a one, the first birthday party as a family member, I think, kind of matters. It's more of like a celebration of the parents, like getting through the first yeah, year. Yeah, you did a year. It's, it's for, that one's for the parents. The kid gets to smash his cake up. It's fun. Everybody's- I don't even think we were invited to either of my niece's fifth birthday parties. At this point, like we, we got invited to like year one. And maybe mm-hmm. the first couple of years when like they didn't have like classroom friends. Sure. After that, they're like, uh, yeah. you're not invited. We're having girls over and like having a puppy party. And I'm like, I want to come to the puppy party. And they're like, too bad. D- there's not room for you. We didn't yeah. get cake for you. Like I, the, the sister is being absurd. Also. Yeah. Feels like there's a little bit, some, there's something deeper. There's there. something deeper. Yeah. And like maybe she was upset because other people didn't come and she's misplacing it on you. But yeah. if you have two days, first of all, as an ICU nurse, for people who don't know, when you're working 12-hour shifts, especially night shift, it like really Fs you up to like yeah. flip back. And people do it all the time on night shift. But like especially if you only have two days off, it's not worth flipping back to days to flip back to nights. It's like almost better to – Sleep during the day, stay up at night because you don't. It's like it just screws up your equilibrium and your, you know, everything mm-hmm. so much. But the other thing is, especially for people in the medical field, it's really difficult for people who aren't in the medical field to understand some of the like time constraints that we're under. That we work jobs where you can't just like willy nilly like take off a day off like mm-hmm. on very short notice. Like literally, when I was an ICU nurse, and still to this day, like I have requested all of my PTO for the rest of 2023. Mm -hmm. And I can still like request some days, but most of them, because of the way that staffing works, you can't just be like, uh, I need this day off. Like, no, it's probably already filled. Like for the summer, like if I want a day off, not happening. 
Mm-hmm. So it's hard for people who don't work that schedule to understand. And I went through a lot of hard, uh, similar situations when I was an ICU nurse that thankfully my parents got because they're both in the medical field, but it was really hard for my siblings and some of my friends to understand that I couldn't be like, you know, I, I'll, I'll take the day before off so I can travel in or whatever, or like, I can't switch what I'm doing two weeks ahead of time. Um, not that that was like this guy's thing, but I, you have to let, that was really hard for me when I was about his age, mm-hmm. um, working in the ICU and thought like, I need to be able to do it all. And then I had to realize like, that's not the case. And if people can't understand that, like they really aren't like trying to understand me and I just need to let that go. Um, so no, you're not the asshole. No. You sent the gift, you apologized, but you yeah. like, it's, it's even, five hours away. You don't even need to apologize. My, it's just like, I can't go. I have, I have work. I'm an ICU nurse that has two days off to make this work. I can't do it. I'm sorry. Here's a gift. I will come down on a weekend when I can and see you guys. No problem. And siblings get into dumb fights about yeah, stuff like this all the absolutely. time where like one person holds a grudge for something that's like not important. Yeah. Uh, coming from a big family, I think usually as we have gotten older, the less we involve our parents, the better because then it's like you went and told mom, like <laughs> really? But sometimes it's important to say it. Like my mom would be like, are you not talking to so-and-so today? I'm like, no, cause we are in an argument and I'm like pissed at her. Mm-hmm. I think if you need to make the case and tell your parents, like, I know that Sarah's really upset, but like that doesn't make sense for me. And I know that it's hard for all of y'all to understand because you don't work in the ICU, but I, it, I'm not going to like change my entire schedule to attend his birthday party. Right. It's a fifth birthday party. He's got, he's got, she'll friends. get over it. She's your sibling. If she really doesn't, like, yeah, it's crazy. There, there are some misplaced, yeah. uh, like, under, there's an underlying thing here that is being, is manifesting in a fifth birthday party I wouldn't argument. Even continue to give it any thought, but yeah. if it's still becoming a thing like months down the line and you need to say, like, I'm really sorry, I think you are, like, aren't coming from a place where you understand me. Yeah. And I, you know, here's, why I didn't come. I'm sorry to have missed, but you know, it's really important to me to like do well at my job and be, you know, well rested so that I can save people's lives. Like people don't get that. If you are he's five also, it's like, come on guys. Yeah. It's <laughs> we'll not go, a we'll, we'll sweet 16. Yeah. It's like, it's that was graduation party. He's yeah. Five. I mean, the ah. stuff that I missed that like was actually bigger than this. For working in the ICU, yeah, you know, just, I yeah. like, she's not, you're not the asshole. She's kind of being an asshole. Your nephew is not even close to holding a grudge against you. So he so, doesn't even know. Correct. He cared that his friend, you Chris know, Walker was there, was there yeah. but he doesn't give a shit that you were there. Yeah, exactly. You don't make a difference in his life. No offense. But like as a five-year-old, he wants to play with his five-year-old friends. Yes. Not his 23-year-old uncle. Correct. And you can hang out with him at Christmas or Thanksgiving. Yeah, People I wouldn't are worry crazy, about it. Man. You got the next one? Yeah. We got another doozy for you. Okay. <laughs> big big time doozy. Hey, mail and crew, got a, a bit of a weird one for y'all. Strap in. There's some long ones today. Mm-hmm. So me and my boyfriend have been dating for about three years now. He checks all the boxes. He's funny, attractive, treats me perfectly, sex life is great, his family and friends are amazing, and so on. We even moved in together a year ago, and cohabitating with him has been a complete dream. Marriage is something we have discussed, and I can't wait to make this man my husband. That was until a few weeks ago, he sent me a screenshot of a funny meme from Reddit and on it, I was able to see his username and curiosity got the best of me. And I went through his post 
and comment history and found something, well, unnerving. He works from home and uses one of the spare bedrooms as his office slash man cave. It has a TV plus his dual monitor computer setup for both working and video gaming. Well, on his Reddit post history, I saw that he has posted photos of his man cave to a subreddit called Goon Caves, wherein he transforms the home office into a goon cave, which is essentially a home theater for watching porn. His posts feature every screen in the room playing porn, and he even hung a pornographic poster on the wall. I assume he does this while I'm out of town on work trips just as a way to get off while I'm away, because if he did it while I was home, I'm certain I would have found out by now. Over the course of our entire relationship, both of us have been completely fine with the other person using porn. I watch it on occasion. We've even watched porn together a few times. I've never been a jealous person, and this... To this day, it hasn't affected our sex life, so I've never given it a second thought. But this is just so weird to me. I can't seem to shake it. It feels like it should be a deal breaker, but I'm not sure. I haven't brought it up to him, and yet I'm horrified to bring this up to my girlfriend, so I'm reaching out to the mail-in first. Should I bring this up to him? Is it even something I should be upset about? Any and all advice would be much appreciated. This is Did you know what a goon cave was? I had no idea what a goon cave was. Until this moment. Um. My initial reaction to this was like, ah, yeah, kind of weird. But then I was like, everybody's got something weird. Now, I think it's weird that he's not, like, she doesn't know about this. Yeah. He's obviously hiding it from her for a reason. They've been together for three years. It's been a year of cohabitating. I think, I think she has to talk to him. I think she absolutely has to talk to him. Just be like, hey. You can be honest. I think you can literally say, like, hey, when you send me that meme – I found your Reddit username. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to see what other Reddit stuff you're getting up to. Yeah. Found this. I don't, that's not like a went through your phone, saw pictures of your goon cave. Like, <laughs> I think that that's a fully, like, if if someone sent you something and their Instagram screen name was on it or their Spotify name was on it, you'd be like, yeah. oh, cool, yeah. what, what are they listening to? Oh, they love Taylor Swift. Cool, whatever. Sweet. Like, goon that's cave. normal. Okay. Yeah. The, or I'm saying that's normal behavior to like see his Reddit name, look it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think it's normal to feel weird about this. Yeah. I, I think it's very normal to feel weird about this. Weirdly, like the most egregious part for me is the like this the porn poster that, <laughs> that he, he hangs up, he hangs up and town. then takes down. <laughs> like what? Like it sounds for, like they have a very like a, a sexually uh open relationship. Like they they watch right. porn together, they're like cool with that stuff. So it's not like a like this, this little like. I don't know why that is like what stuck out to me. I'm like, cool. You're watching porn on two screens. Who cares? Like, fine. If you want to put porn on like a freaking projector and watch it in your living room while I'm gone, whatever. But like the the fact that he owns a poster, puts it up, takes it down, clearly stows <laughs> yeah. it somewhere. It's like, okay. I was just like, whatever. I mean, I guess it's probably the same thing as like owning physical like porn like playboys or yeah, whatever like, you know whatever playboy oh my gosh but it's a weird thing to like hang it up take it down that is to me what feels secretive yeah and like if he knows like what a, a subreddit goon caves is like he's looking at other like he's like oh nice goon cave bro i don't, I, I think it's hard um i don't think it's a, like not a deal like you don't, don't just break deal up breaker. with him immediately because of this obviously but you gotta be like hey man What's what's with the goon cave? Thing? I, like, it, what's the okay, motivation? Here? Here's the thing. I don't. I think as we like progress and as we um, like become more open about like sexuality and things like that, mm-hmm. uh, you don't want to. 
cross the line into shaming someone for someone's sexual yeah. preferences. Mm-hmm. Here's a great example. What would you do if you like found out that your significant other was like super into feet? I wouldn't. I wouldn't shame them. I'd be like, I'm not. I'm. I'm not. But like, right? hey, you got your thing, and uh, we were talking about this the other day with some girlfriends. We were just like laughing. We were like, "What? Yeah. Like, would be just the most perplexing for you?" And my friend was like, "I think that if I came home and found a bunch of feet on my husband's computer, I would just mm. like not know what to do." That's weird. Yeah, but it's like, okay, that's like his kink. I mean, that it's, this isn't very. We, this was a hypothetical situation. We don't. I don't know anybody. Right. But. Again, we don't want to like shame that person Mm -hmm. just because I don't understand. It doesn't mean like I'm going to be like, okay, fuck you. Like, don't get off to pictures of feet, (laughs) please. You know? Yeah. Um, so because this is like what he wants to do, I think that's fine for me. It's more of the like secretive nature of it. The hiding is in like, what's the motivation for showing it off? We have all of the shame surrounding sex and like porn and things like that. And if people want to use porn, they should absolutely be able to watch porn. Mm-hmm. Like, again, going kind of going back to the like the stripper question, this is not something that I get all riled up about. I wonder if the girl that asked the stripper question would like she's like super anti letting her husband watch porn. Yeah. I and and I'm not saying like if, if again, if you're not into your partner watching porn, that's a conversation between the two of you. This girl clearly doesn't care. They've watched it mm-hmm. together. I think for her, it's more of the like, whoa, you have this part of your life that I didn't even know about. Yeah. It's a surprising part of your life that three years into a relationship, all of a sudden you find out about and you're like part of this goon cave community. Right. I think that that is absolutely – uh, you've been together three years. You've been living together for one. You think about making this man your husband. Yeah. Absolutely warrants a conversation of like being open be like, hey, kind of in a roundabout way I found this. I just kind of want to know, like, what the motivation is. Obviously, I don't care if you watch porn. Mm -hmm. It just felt a little weird to me that I didn't know this about your life. You don't have to tell me everything about it. It does feel a little let. You know, I think where porn crosses the line for me is, like, the – at least me personally. It's, like, something I'm doing or Will's doing, like, in the privacy of my own home, by myself, whatever, where you're like part of this community feels a little bit more like, okay, now it feels like our sex life or your sexuality is kind of like being put out there to everyone else. And like, are you bo- mm-hmm. like, are there any chats going on between the, you and yeah, other people? Yeah, that's where it's kind of like, is there, is there, is there, does it stop at just showing a picture of the goon cave or is right. there like a, right? Know, are, there's like, is there like an invite to the goon cave? It's, you know. Yeah. Again, <laughs> you have to come up with your own personal boundaries, but yeah. I think absolutely having a conversation is warranted. Mm-hmm. Try to be open. I don't think this is a deal breaker. I think it's more of a, I've known you for three years and like, where did this come from? Yeah. It's a part of life, your life that I had zero clue about. It's like, right. I knew you were in this club all of a sudden. And I had no idea years, about yeah, it. Like, like Yeah. And I think- uh, you know, especially having a conversation will kind of help you even like decide how you feel about it even more. Because if he's like, "Yeah, I really like enjoy watching porn mm-hmm. in my goon cave, <laughs> whatever," <laughs> like, and you're like, "Okay, I can get behind that," but like, I don't love the like exploiting 
our house, yeah. et cetera, yeah, yeah. for Reddit. That's a little weird. You know? To- totally, totally, totally. I think worth the conversation, not a deal breaker. You got to gotta get to the bottom of this one in a and way. And I think if he knew that it like made you uncomfortable. Yeah, we'll probably, we'll probably You could like have a conversation a be like, hey, could we like, if you want to do that, yeah. fine. I would mm-hmm. personally, you rather didn't post it to Reddit. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to make your own little dune cave while while I'm gone, put the put the poster up. Watch all the porn you want. Get the get the lights going, whatever. Fine. But let's let's keep it off Reddit. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. I think the next one is yours. It is, but I don't have a transition to our next sponsor. Oh so. yeah. Okay, sorry. Have you ever skipped a workout, Sally, because of drinks the night before? Yes. I have too. If you're committed to your healthy routine this year, you need Z-Biotics. We all have busy lives these days, and we can't afford to waste a day stuck on the couch because of a few drinks the night before. Z-Biotics is the answer we've all been looking for. I don't bounce back like I used to, Sally. So that's why I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. That is, until I found Z-Biotics. Z-Biotics is a pre-alcohol probiotic. It's the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. I'm going to try it again. Acetaldehyde. I think that's pretty good. Acetaldehyde. Yeah. Nice. It's this byproduct, acetaldehyde, not dehydration that's to blame for your rough next day. Zbiotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. It's designed to work like your liver, but in your gut where you need it most. Just remember, drink Zbiotics before drinking alcohol, drink responsibly when you are drinking that alcohol, and get a good night's sleep to feel your best tomorrow. I tried this uh, before for the first time before the Austin, or excuse me, during the Austin barbecue thing I went to. Yeah. All you can drink beers for 10 bucks. It's a pretty cool situation. And I had a Z-Biotics. So drinking, you know, one beer an hour or so that's kind of in the in that wheelhouse and woke up the next day feeling like a million bucks. That's my that's my personal anecdote. It worked okay. for me. Good. My work for you too. Give Zbiotics a try for yourself. Go to zbiotics.com slash mail, M-A-I-L, to get 15% off your first order when you use code mail at checkout. Zbiotics is backed with a 100% money-back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember, head to zbiotics.com slash mail and use code mail at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode. Last one, Sally. Hey, Brett and Sally. I'm looking for some solo travel tips. For context, I'm a 27-year-old guy planning a six-day solo vacation to April, excuse me, in April to Los Angeles from Connecticut. Any tips on where to stay, things to do, and how to reduce the stress of solo travel? Thanks for the advice. Love the pod. Keep up the good work. So not necessarily like a uh, tell me about LA, but like solo trip in general tips. Um, okay, well. Going back to specifically L.A., it's hard to tell you where to stay because L.A. is massive. So Huge. Uh, if you want to stay – it just totally depends on the vibe you're looking for. If mm-hmm. you want to stay 
near the beach, then you're like looking for the thing about LA is it's huge. And to go five miles is going to take an hour, no matter where you are. So if I'm you, I pick an area like Santa Monica or Venice beach Uh or Redondo beach, Huntington beach, like pick a beach. Cause that's where, if you're going to LA, you want to do some beachy stuff and maybe you have one night where you go into the Staples center and watch a game or something, but go beach town. And I would pitch Santa Monica. So I was going to suggest renting a car personally. Uh, I think that there's a lot of cool stuff to do in LA and you can almost make like day trips out of it because like I said, it's going to take you a long ass time to get there. Mm -hmm. Uh, But depending on where you want to stay, pick a hotel there. And then uh, uh, this is if you're trying to like see a lot. Say you like want to go to Silver Lake, Mm -hmm. right? That's the total opposite side. You're like on the east side versus being in Santa Monica. That's going to take you. 60 to 90 minutes to get to, depending oh, on what eas- time of day. Easily, yeah. So if you want to be near a beach, pick a beach town, bop around. Most of the, uh, If you stay within a neighborhood in L.A., you can walk to a lot of places. But if you're mm-hmm. trying to do a lot of different things, I think it's worth renting a car and, like, being like, okay, today I'm going to go over to, like uh, – Griffith Observatory or Runyon Canyon or whatever. I'm going to like hike. You sure. Know? Yeah, yeah. But you, you're going to have to like make a thing out of it. You're going to have to go early. You're going to do your hike. Then you're going to be over in Hollywood. You can like bop around Hollywood for a second. Yep. Uh, if you don't want to rent a car, that's fine. Just be aware that Ubers are going to be expensive because getting places is going to be expensive. Yeah. And take you forever. If you are flying into, if you're, say you're staying in Santa Monica, flying into LAX makes the most sense because mm-hmm. you're already on that side, on the west side. If Correct. you're staying in Silver Lake or uh, like Los Feliz or whatever, flying into Burbank might make sense because you're already kind of on the east side. Uh, I love LA. I think LA is a great city. There's a lot of things to do. Um, as a solo traveler, I think it's really a cool city to like go to really cool restaurants mm-hmm. walk. I mean, California in general is so mild all the time that like you are going to be able to be outside except for like right now where it's yeah, weirdly monsoon. like the last three months there has been wild. Um, but. and if you rent a car, you can always take like a day trip to like Malibu or something like that. That is a really fun, like drive up the coast and things like that. I mm-hmm. think that is one of the cities where I would absolutely suggest renting a car just because it's very spread out and there's a lot of cool stuff to see. And it, because you're going to be there for six days. If you're going to be there for like two days, I'd be like, stick to one area. Don't leave. Yeah. And just rock it. Yeah. But because you have the time, mm-hmm. I would bop around. Um, yeah, I like that. I think renting renting a car as a solo traveler in a anywhere car, even close to car dependent, is yeah. a great move. Because it, it, it frees you up mobilizes you like you yeah. can, you don't just have to stick somewhere or be dependent on ubers right then the other thing i would do is kind of map out where you want to be and try to s- keep those locations near to each other so i think like a day trip to malibu is a great idea like take the beautiful drive up the pacific coast highway mm-hmm. park walk around malibu like do the country mart do everything have lunch hang out there go to the beach come home sure uh, same thing for like going over to Hollywood, yep. like be in Hollywood, do all that, come back. Um, just because that's how LA is kind of spread out and like, it makes the most sense to do that instead of being like, okay, I'm going to go to Venice beach and then I'm going to like go back to Los Feliz and then I'm going to like 
go up to, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. too much. Stay in one place during the day. Number one, because you don't yep. want to stress yourself out trying to travel everywhere. Mm-hmm. Number two is a solo traveler. I think L.A., New York, any big city at this point, you just need to be like kind of aware of your surroundings. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like I'm talking about safety. So mm-hmm. at, as a traveler, don't be carrying a bunch of shit with you. <laughs> like yeah. keep it small and tight. Keep it tight. Yeah, to your body. And I'm not like being like you're going to get mugged. Mm-hmm. You know, wherever you go, because it's LA. I I don't think that. I'm just saying, like, if you're alone, the the security goes down a lot more than if you're like with a group of people who are surrounding you. So yeah. just be on the lookout for what's going on around you. That mm-hmm. applies to literally any city, even if you're not traveling. Correct. Um, I w- I wonder if this guy's single. Uh huh. You know, like then you kind of tailor your you know, like I'm I'm assuming 27 year old male. He's yeah. wanting to like go out and grab some beers at some point. Yeah. Um, making that assumption. So that's when I say Venice Beach and Manhattan Beach, or excuse me, Venice Beach and uh Santa Monica is kind of like a hotter spot for that age yeah. group. Bungalow, for example, if you're into that kind of thing. Um, have had a blast there. So maybe, maybe make one trip to Bungalow. You gotta go visit there once. I think too, weirdly for me, like solo travel is less stressful because you're not depending on anybody else for like plans. You are, so you can, if you go somewhere and you're like, oh, I really love it over here today. You stay. I'm going to just end up having dinner like down the street. You don't have like plans of like, oh shit, now I got to get across town mm-hmm. like meet this person. Um, yeah, your itinerary can be very amendable. Hop on Tinder. Oh, okay. Want, go on a date. Who cares? How about that? You know? Yeah, have a story to tell. Yeah. I... But for me, it's like you don't, you aren't like encumbered by other people. Yeah. Dictating what you do. So you can, you make your checklist of things you want to see. And then if you decide like one day you're like, I'm going to be really lazy today and I'm just going to go like sit on the beach. Yeah. Then I don't have to do anything. Or you're like, I really like want to hang out in this area. Then you can do that. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, with six days to work with, Maybe build in a day of like, I have nothing on my itinerary. Yeah. I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to see this. I'm going to walk to get a coffee and like that's the extent of my plans. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to say is maybe if you're gone for six days, you're going to run up some tabs, I would assume. Maybe one of the meals each day, you're kind of planning on either making your your own or you know if you have a, a hotel room or an Airbnb that's able to do that like hey i'm gonna make breakfast today save yeah. a bunch of money because you go out to breakfast even solo it's gonna be a 50 dollars tab in la if you you know if you want yeah. a nicer spot but um or maybe lunch like hey i'm gonna do cold cuts today yeah and just have nice dinners or whatever it might be i'm gonna order pizza tonight whatever it might be so i'd say maybe one of the meals each day you plan on doing in a economic fashion and then always crowdsource like i mm-hmm. get on instagram and do like a ama but like question box being like give send me your whatever rex i know that this is this is the the website i want to build is like rex for people of this age in every city in america it's so just annoying L- that's la never been is done. like massive in the same way that like new york is huge that you're like there's so many good hole in the wall spots there's so mm-hmm. many good elite restaurants that me spouting off the places i've been to in la and like is probably not even worth it because somebody's gonna be like 
don't travel 30 minutes out of your way to go to that place. Yeah, exactly. When there's something equal to or better yeah. right there. You know, and, and LA is almost one of those places. It's like New York where you probably need a guide to Brooklyn and a guide to yeah. the Upper East Side versus yeah. like a guide to New York City. Same with LA. Yeah. So have fun. I'm jealous. I make the trip out to LA. My buddy, my best friend in the world lives in uh, Hermosa Beach. Yeah. 90 feet off the water. He's, he's got a pretty cool sitch. Yeah. Anyway, that's going to do it for the mail-in today, Sally. Any shower thoughts before we bounce? Well, it's not a shower thought, more of a brag slash excitement. I'm going to Taylor Swift in two days. Let's ride. Actually, if this is tomorrow, then I'm going to Taylor Swift tomorrow. Let's go. Little uh, Vegas Taylor Swift, right? Vegas Taylor Swift. I got to go pick out an outfit. 24 hours, right? Tactical? Actually, less than 24 hours, 22 hours. You, that, you and Will have that trip just down. You've done yeah. it to LA, right? You've done it to mm-hmm. Will Be Vegas now. Yeah. Look at you guys. Okay. Very excited. Okay. What's that, what else is on the itinerary? Literally Any? nothing. Nothing. Going to the concert. Sweet. Excited. She did 44 songs the other yeah, night. It's three hours. Oh, boy. Yeah. Have fun. Very, I've been like listening to all of her songs, just getting like really amped. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to, we'll have to break it down next week. Yeah, we will. Beautiful. Uh, I got nothing. Long one for you today. Thanks for bearing with us. Subscribe, rate, five stars, review, and tell a friend about the show. Hit the hotline number 888-362-MAIL. That is 888-362-6245. Or again, run it at, right in at the link to the Twitter bio at Mailin Podcast. Sally, where can the folks find you? Sally DeVries on Instagram and Twitter. I am Brett Merriman, at Schmerriman on both of those platforms, and we'll see you all next week. Bye.